we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. The There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry once again, and it's uh, yet another action-packed week. Uh, yeah, crazy things. I'm going to talk in the second half about hip-hop in Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, just uh, the state of the game right now. And then later on, I will talk about uh, how to manage pornography in your relationship. So, yeah, I think it looks like an issue with some people. Anyway, uh, looking at what else, uh, what happened this past week, uh, first of all, congratulations to Jar Praiser who has got himself a nomination with the uh, MTV Africa Music Awards. Uh, the nomination uh, is for, after his uh, song with, uh, was it Diamond Platinums? It's in the Listener's Choice Awards. So you can go online and I think it's mtvbaseafrica.com forward slash voting or something. Just Google it. So, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting that we've got a Zimbabwean up there. I remember the other year Knox was complaining about there were no Zimbabweans. Well, Knox, there you go. Go Zimbabwean. There in there. Uh, another big uh, w- win for Zimbabwe this uh, past weekend was Amara Brown uh, performing on Coke Studio South Africa with Zinclair Gideon since when Gubani. The track was called, uh, uh, what's it called? What is it called? Huh? called. Anyway, there's a song that they uh, prepared in 24 to 48 hours. It was like a soulful house with bit of tribal in there it was a pretty good song and so she performed that and a uh, big reaction from Zimbabwe over her performance she was very lively and that sort of thing you know she's like a little bombshell and that sort of thing so yeah pretty dope Charles Mnuchin's fight is uh, Charles Mnuchin he's the uh, common well not Commonwealth we're not in the Commonwealth where would you say that Larry he's a WBC silver uh, uh, what you call it uh, welterweight champion and he's got a fight uh, coming this week, but the rumor is that he's going to, instead of fighting Damian Martin and, and to defend his title, he might be fighting a Colombian fighter called Jose Agustin Fena. And uh, this is on the 14th of November, and this is of uh, October, rather, over uh, over eight rounds, and a proper fight for defense is scheduled for November this year. That that's the rumor that's going around. In a press conference, his his camp uh, was pretty coy on this. Didn't say. Yes or no, but yeah, and they haven't uh, talked about who who the the fighter is because it says contractual obligations. But this is like a week and a half to go until the fight, and you still haven't released the name. Oh, come on, man! Come on, man! Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, what has happened this week? Uh, the Zimbabwe Film Festival came came to life. It's uh, a film festival that'll be running for, uh, until the eighth. Uh, so go and check it out. It's happening at uh, what's the name of this place? Uh, Stokinakor and at the film festival hub. The film festival uh, Stokinakor. That's in well, Sam Levy's village, and the film festival hub is out there in uh, Kensington. Uh, you can go and check it out uh, on Canterbury Road. I think it's got all all sorts of films being shown throughout the day and all that is thing so it's pretty exciting i'll be there uh from thursday uh from wednesday evening going forward and uh, the the highlight of the week is the purple rain party so yeah uh and, and other news oh, on friday the, uh, friday night i'll also be performing at the book cafe uh where i will be performing a poem in memory of um 
uh, the late great Paul Brickell at the uh, Book Cafe pop-up that's happening at Hellenic. So check that out. Uh, dial that in. Um, also, what else happened this past week? Uh, Henry Hagula and Dava, this is another win for Zimbabwe. Uh, he took a, a skyline photo of uh, Zimbabwe, of Harare, rather, and that won in the Africa Photos Award. And I uh, had a quick interview with him, is talking about how, uh, you know, the stories of Africa now being told by Africans. And, you know, we're getting all swaggy because the rest of the world doesn't like having a swaggy look of Africa, do they? And then finally, according to research, there is a link that has been found between depression and the contraceptive pills so uh anything uh, i always say anything that manipulates your hormones has some sort of side effect it's not to say you shouldn't take because this they found that it was only uh one quarter of people that uh, got uh, depression and side effects the rest not so much it's larry listen to the quick <laughs> So, Zeme Papa has been getting into the news. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Ten Diamond, who released his uh, debut solo album, A Few Good Poems, this past weekend. So, oh, it was weekend? Oh, 30th. It was Friday, yes. And on the same day, ASAP, uh, that boy ASAP from from Bulawa, you released uh, King's Villa 2. So, I mean, it's like rare that we get so many albums. I mean, you got Sharky earlier on, you got uh, Calvin earlier on, you got... Uh, you also had Stunner bringing out an album. This, I think hip-hop is really trying to get itself out there. And everybody asking me, like, so, is hip-hop ready to take on Zim Dancehall? And the question, the answer, at this moment, not so much. I think Zim hip-hop is beginning to get a lot more airplay. It's going to be, uh, much, it's going to be much more available on, uh, on what you call it, on the web. And, uh, oh, it's been available on the web, but it's just become more prominent in as far as uh, uh, the Zimbabwe music space. But what it needs right now is performances on stages. That's the critical thing. Uh, and I think uh, that is something that uh, a lot of hip-hop cats have not uh, mastered. Because you, you know what happens is a lot of the times, uh, and this is, this is something that Zim Dancehall fell to, in which they uh, released a lot of singles but never really performed. So when, when you had Toki Vibes, for example... Uh, coming up and getting on stage after having produced a great album, right? Suddenly you're watching him on stage, you're like, why? Whereas you look at the, the, the tendency across the world is, to, is that uh, before someone releases a single and that sort of thing, they, they'll have performed on stage a couple of times and gotten it right and then released the single when they've gotten it right. And, 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 and that's the thing, that's the key thing. And people ask me about stages. I mean, there are places like, like Bar Rouge, Jazz uh, 24-7, Time and Jazz and so forth, where you could just go in and say, can we can I open for somebody? It doesn't matter how big you think you are in the in the game. What you need is stage time. And it's like uh, in sport, uh, when somebody comes back from injury or someone is trying to, to get into a team, you start off by doing the little things. Just get used to being on stage. It's a pity that uh, the book cafe is no longer there doing um, uh, open mic. But that was, open mic was such a, a critical part of the development of an artist in, in that 
they will be able to to feel the stage and see what it feels because your act could sound great in your head but not so much uh, on stage so that stage uh, present uh, performance will, will help you uh, grow as an artist and uh, I'll give, I'll, I can give you an example of um, what's his name Dada D when he used to open for my kindness you could see that he grew as an artist as he continued to, to open for him he, he started singing more confidently started uh, dancing more confidently and all that other stuff and that that uh, grew him as an artist and, and I, this is what I advise uh, a lot of the guys in the hip hop uh, scene if the scene is to move forward it needs to be accessible on stages people need to able to be able to say I'm you know if if you've got a show that's happening I'm gonna pay ten dollars just to go and watch you perform and that's the critical thing but the most important thing for me is that I've got more albums coming out that was becoming that was becoming something that was dire and the more we have happening, and not just a couple of successes, but if the more the more we have happening, I think uh, the 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 future of uh, Zim Hip Hop uh, will be bright. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it's growth, it's time, and it's patience, and it's a lot of work. That's the, that's the science. It's Larry. You listen to the critic. <laughs> The name is Larry. You're listening to the Criticast on the final segment. As always, I talk about relationship issues. And today, I'm talking about pornography in the relationships. Now, it's been very, very documented by many different uh, groups, whether they're activists or not, that uh, porn is a dangerous thing to have in a relationship because, uh, you know, some people say because it's intimacy, it causes intimacy issues. Uh, it, there's so many things. It, it, it objectifies women and so forth. I think uh, a, a lot of uh, damage can be caused by a lot of things and it's, just, it's not just porn it's excessive use of anything you know countless uh, couples are trying to figure out how to deal with pornography within their relationship uh, and some couples report uh, using for pornography to enhance their sexual relationship others however aim to completely avoid using it because uh, they, they believe that uh, you know they, 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 it's, it's, it's a danger to their relationship some, somehow and sometimes because of religious uh, reasons and that sort of thing there's also a third group uh, discovered that they don't agree about the use uh, about the use of pornography so one person in the relationship may say i want to use it while somebody says i don't want to now there are key questions to ask if you're a person if you're in a relationship uh, you know um, you know you, you need to ask yourself under what circumstances circumstances does uh, say viewing pornography trigger trauma in your partner and by trauma that means essentially uh, what how it affects them uh, how does uh, viewing pornography influence the consumer's day-to-day -day emotions and in turn how they approach their relationships and of course uh, under what circumstances does viewing porn harm a relationship those are three key questions and also if you're on, if you want a person who uses pornography or, or they're solo or within a relationship you need to also answer these questions why does pornography or a partner's involvement in pornography trigger trauma? And also, why why do some people experience trauma while others don't? So, you know, the effect is not always the same. We always like to think there's a blanket thing that if, if the porn is viewed within a relationship, then... You know, the, the default effect is that, uh, the, you know, there's going to be that distance within the relationship. And how does my approach to my partner's involvement in pornography influence our relationship? That is key because a lot of things are also quite psychological because, 
you know, uh, looking at respondents, I'm looking at a study that came out on psychology today. Uh, the, the question is, I experienced intense feelings of indescribable fear since uh, discovering my partner's sexual behaviors. And 75% of, of uh, 1,062 respondents answered that, they, that at least half of the time they experience intense feelings of fear. So it's a perception. Also, just since discovering my partner's behavior, when I was uh, I, when I see sexually suggestive images, I feel anxious. That's eighty percent of those one thousand and sixty-two uh, pair respondents uh, came up with that answer. Uh, when I'm in uh, social settings, I don't feel like I, I belong anymore. This is a sixty-two percent of one thousand and sixty-two respondents. Uh, you know, they feel that at least half the time they feel like they don't belong in social settings. And finally, another one, uh, 84% of those uh, respondents uh, report that at least half of the time they're emotionally on edge in contrast to what they felt before they discovered their partner's uh, behaviors. So essentially, when you look at it, a lot of those reactions are based on the fact that they've just found out their partner uh, is involved or, or rather enjoys pornography. And I think one of the reasons why there is a lot of fear is that there's no discussion over uh, over its use and how how both partners uh, feel about the issue. And 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 I, I remember last week's episode. I felt that this was one of the key things in discussing in order to solidify your relationship. Uh, you know, the, it's impossible to grasp the impact of pornography relationship without considering without considering the role of the internet, because it's become so accessible. Years ago, finding you and you know erotic. New erotica was a um, time-consuming chore. So, you know, whatever little you found, that was what you had in your relationship. But now it's just so accessible. Uh, it, it, there is undeniable harm. Let's get this uh, clear that uh, pornography can do. Therapists have done extensive studies. studies. But the fundamental fact, the majority of people exposed to it uh, don't become addicts. These are the, the, the facts. <laughs> So there is that fact that your partner might not necessarily be, be harmed. What you want to find out, though, is whether a person who uses poor, uh, you know, uh, whether is is trying to get these actions that they're watching to permeate into into their relationship. So maybe somebody's got these wild fantasies that they have that make you feel uncomfortable. You need to have a conversation as to whether they're trying to bring these to reality. Because apparent because the, it's quite apparent that there's a lot of pornography that many people will watch that they don't necessarily want to exercise in. You know, I, I, I think that that's the critical part of it. And, and if you feel uncomfortable what they, about what they're trying to bring into the relationship, have that conversation openly. What you want to find is a balance between both of your emotions and also to create a healthy, open discussion. You know, one of the things that a lot of people do in, when they engage in the use of pornography is they, they do it secretively and privately because they're embarrassed about it. But if, if you have an open way of discussing it and so forth, uh, and there's an understanding of the reason behind viewing it and so forth, then there is that opportunity, uh, you know, uh, that, that there's that opportunity to, to 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 feel more secure and not feel that the the partner that you you have in the relationship is planning to betray you and 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 it's the same thing um, as saying that you know people will flirt and that sort of thing I mean you know but it's a completely different kettle of fish some people are like oh the flirting must must mean there's something going on yeah you know, so. I, I, there is a lot of stuff that, that that needs to be discussed. It's important to establish whether there's any coercion to involve an unwilling partner in watching porn. That's 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 that's, that's that, that, I think that's that's one thing you got to do as one who's watching, and op and also 
participating in the sexual practices. That is the key thing. If you feel now there's need to force and so forth, then there's something unhealthy in that relationship, and work needs to be put in in trying to get to 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 deal with with, with that aspect of your personalities, and you know I, I think it's that reassurance, like anything else in the relationship, you need to have real reassurance, and you need to maintain your own active sex life, and you know with whatever bells and whistles that you want to put into it. And once that suffers, then it creates an opportunity for someone to feel that they must act out their fantasies elsewhere or act not even necessarily act out their fantasies but act out their frustrations elsewhere so it's a difficult thing because i mean i think uh, in the modern world there's so much uh, happening outside the relationship that invades the relationship and, and porn has been seen by a lot of people as something that does that but that I hope that a couple of those, uh, a couple of things that I say can help in uh, trying to make sure that you can have a healthier relationship and be able to openly communicate about a sensitive subject of this nature. Yeah, with that I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Creative Cast. Uh, catch me uh, next week once again on the same uh, podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode of the podcast, just go to uh, iono.fm that, and uh, also go onto iTunes. Just uh, subscribe. Uh, also, in, get in touch with me via email info at aladdinquitedai.com for slash really and then also get attached to being over twitter at uh, at kwiririai has got a yi at the end and then also you can uh, what else can you do uh, yeah you know, listen to me on zfm stereo on tuesdays between 6 and six thirty on tuesday night football between 8 30 and 9 p.m on health matters and then uh, finally uh, i will be doing a live poetry session next week on facebook uh, live so just look for me on uh, facebook uh, larry created i i have no idea what day it is at the moment this is something that we just putting together at the moment but i'm pretty excited about it yeah oh and some of my poems are being translated to french i've been doing a thing called 30 days of poetry uh done about 22 days by, uh, by the time of this recording so yeah pretty excited other than that, I say take care of yourself and remember to catch me performing at uh, at uh, Book Cafe once again. I'm doing a poem on uh, Friday. Uh, yeah. So other than that, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And I leave you with the saying, and this is, you know, adulting is a trap. Because how is it that when we achieve so much, we still have so much to do? Being adult is a trap. It's a trap. It's Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?